Picture this, two guys trapped in the South Charleston Public Library. One guy loves movies, the other, well, he'd rather be watching reality TV. Can they survive each other's favorite films? Find out on Real Opposites, a library podcast about movies, hosted by Josh and Aaron from the South Charleston Public Library. Welcome to the Real Opposites podcast. My name is Josh. And my name is Aaron. And we're here to talk about movies that we recommend to each other. We couldn't have more opposite tastes in so many things. <laughs> yeah, so basically we're doing this podcast to coincide with our new adult program we're going to be doing, The Real Cinephiles, where Josh will be hosting and once a month we'll show a movie and you come and take notes and talk about the movie and have a, a discussion afterwards, I guess is the plan. And right? there will be popcorn. Oh, and popcorn, which is always a plus. <laughs> so I guess we should introduce ourselves a little bit. I have been a huge fan of movies most of my life. I like just about anything under the sun. Not crazy about musicals. Probably mostly genre movies, horror, sci-fi, action. It's not a whole lot I don't like. And I'm sure as Aaron will attest, there's going to be, he's going to have, he's got a task to try to find movies I haven't seen either. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. And I basically don't like movies. Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't mind a good horror film. Scream is my favorite of that genre. But as far as movies, for some reason, I've always had an issue committing to one whole movie. Now, I can sit down and watch, like, multiple episodes of Survivor. But committing to a movie, for some reason, is just super difficult. And my tastes are probably a little weird, too. So I think it's going to be fun to suggest these movies to Josh and get his take, <laughs> which are totally going to be different. I can see him telling me how amazing a movie is shot, and then I'm like, yeah, but that outfit just didn't just didn't work for me. So we're just going to basically give some movies and give our opinions, and I'm going to have to watch a lot of movies that I definitely... Well, it's going to be so difficult. <laughs> I have such a hard time watching movies, but I think it's going to... It's going to be fun, and, and I'll be able to mark them off my movies list. Yeah. And eventually, Josh will be able to watch Crossroads. So definitely. when we get to the, you know, thousand movies you need to see before you die, you'll be like, oh, I've got 43. Yeah. And just in case there's a thousand and one, you'll have Crossroads. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that day. Yeah. Super great. We'll fill a whole notebook. <laughs> so we just have to find a copy. So the first movies that we did... So for Aaron, I picked Mad Max Fury Road, George Miller's 2015 magnum opus. I don't even know what any of that meant. Um, but I, I chose Mad Money. Uh, good comedy, I think so. I laugh a lot with Queen Latifah, Diane Keaton, and that one girl, Katie Holmes, from a TV show. So for Aaron, I picked Mad Max Fury Road which was directed by George Miller's, the fourth entry in the Mad Max series, kind of revitalized the whole thing. It was decades making. Mad Max Fury Road kind of takes everything that's unique about film that you can only do in a film and elevates it to extraordinary levels. It's largely a silent film, very little dialogue. It all operates on motion, movement, and music. It's my favorite movie of the last 20 years. <laughs> so... With that said, Aaron, yeah, what did you think of the old Mad Max? Well, I think I think as far as 
like the the way it was filmed, the music, that kind of stuff was nice. I didn't mind the not having dialogue because I think you somewhat know what's going on by the the acting and and what they're doing. But I just couldn't follow it. I think it was because I didn't know what was going on, I felt. Like, it was a guy in the middle of the desert, and he was trying to escape some people. Then he helped somebody. Like, I got that much of it. Like, I, I got the the main part. But I feel like, for me, there was no development, and you, you don't know what's happening until the end. So I guess I ask a lot of why, and... I didn't have those kind of questions answered until the very end. You get everything that you need to know, but I don't know. I just... See, that's kind of the thing I like so much about the movie is what's really tiring in in so many movies, especially modern movies, because so much of it's taken from television, and it's very expositional. There's a lot of expositional dialogue that just kind of tells you what's going on. Right. And this one... it it's almost like it's going back 100 years to like Buster Keaton and Chaplin, Mm -hmm. and it's telling you everything visually with you know where a person is standing and the hierarchy and how they're moving and their you know the reactions to each other that kind of conveys you know emotionally what they're really trying to go for right and now i mean now that you're saying that i could look back on the movie and see that i think i just didn't notice it also i have a horrible time paying attention to movies so there was probably some things that i may have missed and, you know, since somebody wasn't, like, popping on the screen in a little confessional booth and telling me what's going on, like a TV show would, um, <laughs> then... Mad Max Survivor. Yeah, so totally if somebody... If somebody you just, just do Survivor, but then you just give them, like, automobiles. That would be awesome. I would... I would and still confessionals, so I know what's going on. And I would totally be for that. Um, but, yeah, I think, overall, it was a cool movie. You start the movie, and it doesn't stop. Yeah. There is no stopping it. Usually I watch movies sometimes in parts because I can't commit to a full movie at once. But this movie was one that I had to watch all the way through because you can't just stop at any point. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is constant action and constant going. I couldn't believe you had watched it all in one go. I was yeah. blown away. It was rough. It was rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a little rough for me, but I definitely watched it in one go. But for the simple fact that there's just not a stopping point in yeah. that movie. But I, I think overall, I, I may have not enjoyed it that much, but I think I appreciated it for what it was, okay. if that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So for, <laughs> for my first selection, which was very hard, Josh has seen pretty much everything. So I'm trying in my selections, I'm trying to find stuff that he hasn't seen. And I'm not necessarily trying to pick things that he's that he won't like, but he hasn't seen it, so most likely he's not going to like it. But you never know. <laughs> so, for my first one, I chose Mad Money, which is from I don't know the 2000s, and has Queen Latifah, Diane Keaton, Katie Holmes, and it's kind of a comedy about white collar crime. Um, they all work at a place where they shred money, and they decide to steal from the company. So that's kind of the gist of it. What did you take from it? <laughs> well, so it was coming after the you know the great almost depression era of like 2008, late 2000s. Mm. So that was kind of what spurred the movie, I think. So I was like, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this might this might give me something to talk about. You know, people forced due to circumstances, you know, sleep from middle class people to steal from the federal government, but. <laughs> It just kind of devolved into a, you know, 100-minute sitcom. For a comedy, it was... I, I didn't laugh once. 
it was oh that's painfully banal just like the the shot selection it's just it's standard coverage nothing's really no nothing nothing really sparked a lot i came alive you know um it just kind of puttered along until it stopped not that anybody gives a bad performance or anything uh, i blame it all on the script like I said, I, I was hoping for you know this is it's kind of the problem with American comedies is they're they they have very little to say or bring it alive. Like somebody like Edgar Wright who made Baby Driver and Hot Fuzz, that's how you do a comedy and comedy that works specifically for a film. You could have transplanted this to an episode of any sitcom or television show, which and is probably it, why I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, understandable, and it would have probably been would have been fine for. For that, but as a feature film, I just found it just very, very plain Jane. So you didn't, unique. you didn't even love like them selecting their signal, or? <laughs> but that's the thing. I've seen that. I've seen that a million times in a heist movie. Oh, there's, see, there's... I haven't seen very many of those. <laughs> this is probably it's one got, of the only. I mean, ones. <laughs> like it has all these, it has all these tropes from like a heist movie. It just forgets to add any like color or flair to it. So something like Tins Eleven's a good example. Like it's kind of just a standard uh, heist movie, but. You have a really great cast, and there's a lot of style. It's really elegantly shot that kind of elevates it to beyond the same heist movie we've seen. Yeah. yeah. And that movie's not even particularly funny, but it's just it's entertaining and keeps your attention. So, yeah, not a huge fan of Mad Money. <laughs> I totally get why Aaron likes it. It's totally up his alley. It's just Because not, it's hilarious. It's, it's not up my Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that our first movies definitely have, were were complete opposites. Whereas yours showed off what you really like, yeah, the cinematic yeah. stuff. Mine had none of that. Um, <laughs> but but to me, like I watched that movie. It's one of the few movies that I watch over and over and I think it's hilarious. Like, what do you, I mean what 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 do you like so much about it though? I'm I'm really curious. Well I don't know. I laugh a lot. I feel like the Katie Holmes characters you like a lot. I actually really enjoy Diane Keaton. Do you? Okay. Um, I, I like think Diane it's because Keaton. she comes. I, I mean, I like. I think all three of them for the movie they were doing. I think it was casted really well. Yeah. I do enjoy the cast. Ted Danson is the husband, and so I. I think the cast was very good. Agreed. But I like the fact that she was rich, and yeah. then they lost their job, and then here she is, and she has to make herself just a regular person yeah. and do this job. And it, I think there was just some comedy that comes in that. And and making fun of social status as well, in a way. That's kind of the thing. Like I think the movie it starts off with a promising premise. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it has anything to say about that premise. <laughs> we start off with you know they lose their house. They're losing their house. They lost yeah. all their money. All this, and she has to you know take lower wage jobs, and you know then she finds out she's going to cheat the system. Right. And so that's a good premise for. For any movie, I mean, you you could you could take that premise and go with a really dark drama. You could, right? You could turn yeah. you could you could go a lot of different ways. You could turn it into a horror movie if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but you could turn it into a comedy, and it might be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's in my good. opinion, it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was just I just uh, beyond just just disappointment with the filmmaking i i thought that i just it just i just like i love comedies but it just wasn't fun yeah so 
with Mad Money, although I know it wasn't your favorite movie, what would you say? What would you say would be your favorite part of the movie? Probably that it wasn't a Michael Bay movie. I don't think that counts as an answer. At the very, at the very least. <laughs> and neither is the end. At the very least, you know, people did their jobs. I mean, it's relatively competently made. Like I said, for like a sitcom. Just not really for a feature film trying, you know, having higher aspirations of anything other than just the most basic level of comedy. And I use comedy with quotation marks. <laughs> so uh, that would be my favorite part. It's uh, at least, it's coherent. Well, going, going back to uh, your movie, okay. Mad Max Fury Road. Fury, Fury Road, I often get that mixed up. But uh, I, like I was saying earlier, you talking about it and explaining some of it, it makes sense to me. But while I was watching it, I felt like I was going a little crazy trying to figure out what was going on. And it just seemed, it, it has these interesting characters and they're kind of outlandish in their own way. But to me, not knowing what it was, I was like, why? Like, what is going on Well, here? I think, like, the why is it so, like, you have, like, the, they're all kind of re- related in a way. Like, there you have mm-hmm. the bullet farmer, you have the, the, the gluttonous, the, the gout and all this. Right. Um, so everyone's very distinctive. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like, you know, how society breaks down. And then you, you have all, everyone, everyone works in a tribe. So I think that's kind of where the movie's going it's not really about the the why right. of why is he covered in bullets? I don't know. It looks cool. <laughs> that's why he's covered in bullets. Because it's like this. That's the thing that I love about it, is it is entirely theatrical. Right. You know, it's it's just dialing everything up to 11. And, and it definitely was. Everything was up to 11. Uh, you have that scene where when they start the little car chase or whatever you want to call it. Um, a little car chase. Okay, it's a large car chase. The ginormous but, car chase. <laughs> there is one large vehicle that has a man playing guitar on the front and and these big speakers. And it, I mean, of course, to me, I was like, That's... for the record, a flaming uh, like a flamethrower guitar. Oh, okay, I might have missed that part. <laughs> but <laughs> for me, it was like that's really that's really cool. But I, w- but I was like, why? Well, the because... why is because that's an intimidation factor that right. Joe guess, would use. Yeah. You know, you see, you see all, like a horde of souped up B twelve, whatever you know, yeah, bike tanker trucks coming your way with a flamethrower guitar dude with yeah. like you know eighteen feet of speakers, and you're like, yeah, what? I guess yeah, I guess that makes sense. I'm gonna but, die today. But I think that was my main thing, like. It was it was a beautiful movie, and as far as scenes and and all that stuff you talk about, um, but I think it was just I couldn't follow, and I was and it seemed while it was very action packed, it seemed long because I was waiting for that what's going on. But like I said, you get it at the end, and it's like, oh, okay, that was an okay movie that Josh must probably really what like. was what was the thing you were waiting on? I'm just curious. I just felt like I didn't know what was going on. I don't know. I just, and I'm not 100% sure I still know what's going on. Well, I felt like at the end of the movie, it all made sense to me. Yeah. By the end of the movie, should I say. I, I guess I wanted to know more like why he was captured in the first place and why. Well, he's. He, but I, I guess. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I assume it's. Like, I don't want this to turn into the Josh Explains Mad Max Fury Road. Uh. 
But I assume that's what's going to happen. You're going to explain movies to me because I'm well, not going to get it. It's like they wanted him because they're just looking for blood. Okay, so, I, so that's he, what I was going to say. Like they call him a blood bag. He's literally a blood bag. Okay, they're just looking for so it is for blood. Exactly for, what's on the for surface. For Morton Joe, everything is to serve the gluttonous hedonism right. of a Morton Joe, and so much so that he takes these fertile women and he's hoarding them because right. he doesn't want anybody else to have anything, including a baby or right. future his or, like line human of, race that yeah. doesn't have some of his DNA involved. Right, and you could. Extrapolate that out to anyone with any sort of authority right now. Right. You know. I, I mean, yeah, uh, it definitely translates, and I see that. So then, I mean, you basically just have Furiosa, Charlize Theron. She's just, she's taking that away from him. Yeah. She's taking back the control. I like that. Of their bodies. Yeah, and I liked her, and she did great in that role. But I, I did like that she's fighting for her freedom as well as the women's freedom, and yeah. and it's. It was a good storyline, and I would say most likely this is going to happen with a lot of movies, I think. Once you explain it to me, if I was to go back and watch it, I would probably enjoy it more. So you just need me to record a commentary for every movie. And I'll just listen to you talk <laughs> while, I, talk about it <laughs> while it's happening. Yeah, I mean, maybe, because I'm definitely <laughs> not going to go back and watch them. One is usually, if movies are usually one and done, yeah. or half and done. I mean, I didn't even get through Mad Money this time around. <laughs> But I like you have Max and Furiosa are at odds right at the start. Right. And it's kind of a symbol for having people having to work together, even under most extreme circumstances, to accomplish a future worth having. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I just think it's a, it's an experiential film. The whole movie exists because she turns left. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, they're just going from point A to point B. But it's the experience of the characters and what they go through on that journey and just as a as a as a member of the audience it's it's a film to be to be felt not right. like i mean you can break it down you can find all a lot of different subtext but i think just purely example of what cinema can do with you know 150 million dollar budget right. that is just time that time. is the pinnacle of what an artist can do right and and that's why i say as far as that is concerned, I do appreciate it. And I appreciated the movie for that. I think it did a lot without dialogue. So that yeah. was cool. Fun fact. I just want to, I just want to break in real yeah, quick. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, there is no script for the movie. Oh. The, the movie is mostly, like I think, about two to 3,000 storyboards. Mm -hmm. So they would just sit in a huge office, and they just have walls of storyboards for the entire film. Right. So there's any dialogue was just kind of you know ancillary. It's not really terribly important mm -hmm. so they had the movie working entirely just in storyboard form so it's almost like the script was a comic book okay so i'm sorry no i mean and, and that kind of makes sense in the fact that there were a couple times that i missed what they said yeah but it didn't matter because it kind of didn't matter what they said so that was kind of cool I, I can go with not much commentary it's just as long as i understand what was going on and i think maybe i didn't understand at first but now that you've explained it, it's probably a good movie. Okay, I'm 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 glad you're <laughs> on your path to uh, to enjoying Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I mean this is the start of, you know, who knows? Maybe I end up liking movies, but I mean I like some movies. Yeah, so like Crossroads. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a there's thing. 
but but <laughs> but there are movies that we I mean horror movies we both like that yeah we can yeah. definitely appreciate some of those it's just when you get to the cinematic things they're usually also long movies you know it's, it's an attention span thing I'd just like to point out Mad Max Fury Road is only about eight minutes longer than Scream yeah I will say <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem super long but. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you're right. It wasn't it wasn't a long. Aaron's next movie will be Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, that sounds long. <laughs> it's even long in title. Um, no, but I guess that is a point we do have to uh, talk about our next movies. Yeah, that's true. What we're going to watch next, in case anybody else wants to watch it and yeah, be listen clued to, up, listen along, uh, come into the library and just gab at us about the movie. There if you, you have go. Any thoughts? That's cool too. Most likely, I'm not going to have much to say, but I'll gab. Aaron will talk to you about last week's Survivor. Oh, well, it's over. Oh, um, well. It ended last week. I'm sure there'll be a next another season yeah, in a couple weeks. Season 42. So, it's a 20, lot. 21 years strong. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, Aaron, what's your... So, I, I went back and forth, and I've sent Josh a lot of options. <laughs> I spent last week... One of my days setting at thrift shops just looking through movies to find... Well, I was looking for Crossroads. But I was looking to find also just ideas of movies. I watch movies and then I forget that I watch them. Or I don't... It's not like I own tons of movies. Or Actually, I do own a lot of movies. Um, I used to have this bad habit of buying movies and not watching them. Anyways, so I've sent him all kinds of things. And then he's seen almost all of them. But going back to the beginning, you did say you're not a fan of musicals, so I'm going to give you a musical, but I think it's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. I'm going to do Hairspray, the 2007 Mm -hmm. uh, version with uh, a lot of good people in it. John Travolta. Yeah, I couldn't think of his name. That's that's actually who I was thinking of, but I couldn't think of his name. Once again, Queen Latifah is also in this movie. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's she's in this movie, so I'm a big fan of her. This is one of the few John Travolta movies I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Travolta's we'll in my top a, five actors. I love the guy. Perfect. You're Especially he's got two eras from like you know seventy six to like eighty three. Yeah, and then we just don't talk about from there to ninety four, <laughs> and then after about ninety nine, we just don't talk about that either. Oh, okay. But well, but in those eras. But next time around, we are going to talk about two thousand seven John Travolta. This might be, and um, maybe this will redeem him. I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe uh, maybe I'll see John Travolta and drag. And, yeah, and it'll be like. Wow, I needed this in my life. Right, I think I think that's exactly how you're going to feel about hairspray. <laughs> I've actually I've heard really good things, so I'm actually kind of excited to watch hairspray. And I'm excited to watch it again. All right. So, well, so, yeah, I've seen it many times, so okay. I'm going to watch it again. All right. So hairspray for that I have to watch, and yeah, what do I have, I have to watch? To watch? Oh, <laughs> what do I have to watch? Aaron, what you are required to watch is Paul Verhoeven's 1987 sci-fi masterpiece, RoboCop. Oh, I but, see what you're doing. That was good. Um, okay. I adore this movie. It's in my top ten. Oof, I hate to crush all your like love. Oh, don't worry. After movies. I explain it to you, you'll like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's really funny you picked that because we did, not too long ago, we put RoboCop and Buffy... Oh, yes. We put those out, and we got them in at the same time. One of my favorite movies, one of your favorite movies, and kind of 
to see which one checked out most. Yeah. I don't know if one ended up winning. I don't. I don't know. We'll have to we'll stay have to, tuned next episode. We'll have to check we will that update out. to you <laughs> on these numbers. Also, if you want to come in and check out RoboCop a lot, please do or, so. Or Buffy. <laughs> Which you've seen Buffy, right? I have seen Buffy. So I can't. You can't pick that one. Oh, such a good movie. I've actually, I actually watched Buffy a few years ago again. Oh, okay. Well, it is good. Okay, so I'm kind of looking forward to RoboCop. I think that'll be... It's not my wheelhouse at all. Action that, is not my thing. Yeah. Comedy, horror. I watch, I've watched some action like with my dad. He likes yeah. action. But, so we'll see. Yeah. Definitely feel like RoboCop. RoboCop's out of your wheelhouse. I think yeah. you'll... I, I really think you'll like it. I hope. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> and don't forget, like, a lot of these movies, for the most part, we probably are going to have here in the library. Yeah, if anybody we do, does we do have check them out. everything. So uh, far, Mad Max, Mad Money, Robocop, and Hairspray yeah. are all here. We, have, so. uh, we also have Mad Max on Blu-ray. And we yeah, will, because now we have Blu-rays, yeah. which is cool. And we will have RoboCop soon on Blu-ray as well, in addition to DVD. Oh, okay. So, couldn't tell you the difference if I watched a regular one, or actually, like, last night I watched a movie on YouTube. It was very grainy, but to me, it was still the movie. <laughs> like, that's that's how much I don't watch movies. But that is cool that we have a Blu-rays available now, yeah. so that's really cool. And then, January 8th, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, January 8th. Saturday. We're going to have Real Cinephiles Movie Club. So, Aaron, before we announce the movie for our Real Cinephiles Movie Club, name me three Harrison Ford movies. Ooh. He's only the most popular actor ever. Is that is that a known thing, that he's the most popular yeah, actor? Pretty much. Okay, well, I can't say whether I've even seen any of his movies. I'm not sure. Yeah, you just have to have known they, their existence. But isn't he, like, any Anna Jones 1 through 3? That doesn't count. And what? Yeah, that's three movies. <laughs> Lost, the same like, Lost Ark and... All right. You want to uh, go that route? The one where there's, like, a big rolling ball. Have you seen any Anna Jones? No. Add that to the list. Checking check that <laughs> box. Checking that box. Um. So what... What would be a Harrison Ford movie that I've probably seen, other than Indiana Jones? Because no. The Fugitive. I don't even know what that is. Has he been anything like in the two thousands? Um, what lies beneath? Have you ever seen that? No, I've never heard. That's of a it. very good. You would probably like uh, that. Okay, it's a little like Hitchcockian thriller. Okay. Um, too many. He hasn't had a whole lot of great ones lately. Okay. Or well, just, I, those are probably lately. Oh, I was gonna say the not great ones are probably the ones I've seen. So firewall. No. <laughs> okay. So it turns out maybe I've never seen any of his movies, and I should watch something. I I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything. I could look at his like IMDb and. I'm sure. Can I name drop? Can I say IMDb? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. Stay tuned. That's another Stay thing. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'll bring that to Josh the table will next time. think of a movie. A yeah. Harrison Ford movie. <laughs> I feel like he was in a musical or something for some reason. You would have seen. <laughs> Just in the background? It's not, it's not popping in my head. I'm sure someone at home right now is screaming, Star Wars! Star Wars! Well, yeah. that's. He's on top! Star Wars or... In, or oh, wait. Was he in... So, was he in... Since he's in Star Wars, was he in that one with Jar Jar Binks? No. Oh, that's the only Star Wars I've seen. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> and that's my favorite character. That's one of my favorite characters too. Oh, I love Jar Jar. I just, I just felt like I could 
see myself. That's a whole other episode. We're going to dedicate yeah. an entire episode to George. Oh. So, with that Harrison Ford trivia contest out of the way, our next, uh, our first film for the Real Cinephiles Movie Club is going to be Ridley Scott's 1982 science fiction masterpiece, Blade Runner, starring Harrison Ford, <laughs> Sean Young, and Rutger Hauer, among many others. Um, so we're going to have that about 11 o'clock. You can come in about 10.30. And we're going to have popcorn and some refreshments. And we've got a projector and a pretty decent little sound system. And we're going to talk about the movie afterwards. So if you've never seen Blade Runner or if you've seen it 50 times, why not watch it again? Yeah, and so, I mean, the, the premise of this is not just to come and watch a movie, yeah. but to actually have people that enjoy movies come and talk like you would a book club. Yeah. Um, you guys are just doing it with movies. Absolutely. Doesn't sound super interesting to me, um, but that's probably because I would forget what I watched halfway through. When we show Buffy, you'll definitely I, yeah you, yeah or you can lead the discussion on that one Sorry. exactly yeah um, we can do Buffy. I would come for that, but I think it would be <laughs> so you can do Crossroads. And I'll be there. I'll be there. That will be the time you I'll, watch it. I'll be the only one there. Yeah, there. <laughs> you never know. These, I mean. You, don't, you just never know. It had good people in it. I know you're going to pay people off to be there. So. <laughs> but I do think the premise of, of the Real Cinephiles yeah. is really cool. And I may attend one and maybe, you know, talk about a movie. So, yeah, January 8th, definitely come out. Are we doing, do, do they need to sign up? Is it? Yeah, so you can sign up at the desk. We have just your name. Just... Are we taking a certain amount? Yeah, we're limiting it to about 15, so there's still there's still some spots open if you want to come in and uh, let us know you want to be there, or you can show up on the day if we don't have enough. Awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to it. Couldn't think of a better movie to start this club out with. Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies, and I think there's a lot to talk about with that one. So, um, good. I think it'll be a good time. Okay, so basically we'll... I guess we're going to watch our movies, and yeah. we're going to talk about the next movies, and everybody come and check out the our movies here at the library, yeah. and also show up for Real Cinephiles. It, it'll be a good time. Yep, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. This is Josh. And I'm Aaron. And uh, we're Real Opposites. Awesome.